Coming of Age, the podcast. A cautionary tale. Listen to what they say, then do the opposite. Your hosts, Colin Flynn and John M. Craig. Thank you for tuning in to episode 176, Unbecoming of Age, the podcast. We're two guys that met on social media, never laid eyes on each other in real life. My name is Colin Flynn. I live in Iowa. I'm my co-host, John M. Craig. And I am right here in Red Bank, New Jersey, on the second floor of the pool house. How you doing? I'm doing well. How about you? How are you living? Uh... I would say large, except that it's kind of like a tiny house. So I'm living, it's bigger than most tiny houses. It's like a, I'm living medium. Yeah. I think although that, although I, I went to my doctor, I got on a scale, and I'm living large, but not in a good way. <laughs> Did he Fucking poke you in the happy. stomach? No, I had to get on the scale, and I, I was dreading that number, and it's just a number. I don't yeah. know how much I weighed, but I mean, it, over the last, yeah, four to six months, not good. I would say since September, August, September, not good. Nobody rolled their eyes at the doctor's office? No, I did, constantly. Like, like <laughs> commentary the whole way. I'm not going to give you a chance to roll your eyes, except for my commentary. So how'd the rest of it go? What, what, what did we find out at the doctor? Can I, can uh, I ask? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you all of it. Um, so, um, yeah, I had a 10 a.m. appointment, uh, first appointment of his schedule, uh, although there was someone else there for 10 a.m. too, but I don't know if that was a follow-up. Uh, and uh, he didn't walk into the office until 10.45, which I knew would happen. I predicted 11, but he walked in at 10.45. And so his medical assistant that ran the tests, uh, you know, because it was a, it's my physical, um, you know, my yearly physical, which is a preventative care is included with my Oscar insurance. You know, I pay like $468 a month for that. And and I was very particular about being like, I want to make sure that everything's, I don't want to do a stress test unless he says it's absolutely necessary because they won't cover that. Or sometimes, like there are certain things that are diagnostic and certain things that are, you know, uh, preventative, right? So I was looking on their on their simple website, and it says what's free and what's not free. And I'm like, well, first of all, don't call it free if I'm paying four hundred sixty eight dollars a month because it's not free. What's included with your benefits? You know that you're paying for. And so I was. Hey, she gave me an EKG, and then I see, oh, EKG not what? Why is it EKG? Why I had a fucking stroke? That should be included. So anyway, so we do the the. She does the basic test, the blood pressure, of course. You know, um, and then she does this. You ever do the respiratory test? You ever do that one? Yeah, I've probably done all of them. Yeah, so, okay, so it's like you, you, there's a plastic tube, you know, on the hose, and you blow into this thing, and, and it's a small little device that they hold, and and, and you got to blow through it, and it's a weird thing. You just, like, you just take a breath, and then it's like you blow, but it's not a, it's not a small thing. It's like a large mouthpiece, and it, it's just awkward, and I say it all the time. Every time I do it, I'm like, I suck at this. I don't even know, and I don't even think it's necessarily just about my lung capacity. It's just an awkward test. So I think there's a design flaw on this stupid thing. But, okay, fine. I, I will tell you, it's a great place when they pull that thing out to uh, tell a bong joke. Any kind of a bong <laughs> reference, yeah, they all start yeah. laughing. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I didn't want to tell jokes. I wanted, I don't, I want that, to, that's, you know, you know, you ever go to the eye doctor? Or you have good a vision? I, I have been to, yeah, to You have a good doctor. a vision. Yeah. You, so, I, I, I don't go often, I, I will admit that, uh, but yeah, I, I went uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. All right, so you ever have the, do you ever get the uh, puff of air in your eye? Yeah, I don't, don't do like you, that. You don't like it. I love no. it. I love really? it. Really? Oh, yeah. What's to love? What's to I, I can't even explain it, but it's just one of those things where it's like, but I understand it's like cilantro. Either you're going to love it or hate it. And mm. and that, like I can imagine people hating that. And I don't know what it is. I think it's the anticipation. And then it's just like, whew, 
It's just like it's just I don't like, know. It makes me want to. Makes me want to shout when they do it. I, I no, just not go, me. I'm what like the hell. I'm you know, like, like I'm like know. no. I, I'm just like there's no harm in it. I'm really concerned about my eyes. I'm very protective about it. It feels safe to me. There's something calming about going to the eye doctor. I don't know what it is, including that little air test. But this this breathing, this respiratory test, hate it don't ever want to do it again want to understand more about it so i can understand if it truly sucks or if it's just me i want to know what it's for i don't know uh i have no idea what the results of that test were but after that she gave me another test mm. and that this was a test for asthma so there's this little at I don't the eye doctor no, no, this is not at the eye doctor. I was not at the eye doctor. I was at the regular doctor. I was using the eye doctor as an analogy as an for, as okay. an example of okay. something. You, you, I, I can't imagine anyone liking that respiratory <laughs> I thought, test. I thought you were going to say the, the eye doctor, she put on no. a plastic glove and, and that's stuck her when, finger up Right, right. There was, no, there was no finger up the bum for this one. Um, <laughs> uh, you know. So anyway, so um, oh, colonoscopy, not included for me because I'm not 50 yet. And okay, it's not, okay, usually, so it's not because, usually at the eye doctor where they do. I wasn't at the eye doctor. I was making a point of saying, "Have you ever been to the eye doctor?" Listen, I just I, I like I like to go to a one stop shop. Like there's a dude on the corner. I'm like, "You're a doctor, right? Can you write when you have for? a colonoscopy? You can say, hey, how do my eyes look? Can you tell?' Can you so tell so I I don't want a colonoscopy. I did not get one, but I see that more and more they're saying you you, you start at 45, not at 50. Yes. Now, right. Uh, right. So, but my insurance still lists it as fifty. I, I guess unless there's some sort of probable cause for it. But if, if I do a, a lab test, that would the results would come back to say that I need a colonoscopy. They will not pay for that colonoscopy. Now, again, I don't want one. I don't want to pay for one. But if it's medically necessary, I'd like to have one. Right. Mm -hmm. But I still don't know how that's not diagnostic. How that's not preventative. You know, because that diagnostic, you know, lab result may not turn and actually be rectal cancer you know what i'm saying whatever anyway so fortunately that didn't happen i'm not ready for it but again if i have to i will i want to stay alive uh so she, so now the medical assistant at my primary care physician my doctor a legitimate doctor who saved my life when i had a stroke or helped during that time he, um he still wasn't there she's giving me this little test it's another test where you have to blow into something okay it's a little mouthpiece but this one's designed very small almost like like a balloon right but it's plastic mm -hmm. you know a plastic cover over this thing and then there's a small little hose and then there's this little what appears to be a touchscreen device and it's it's small it almost looks like a children's toy like a leapfrog learning you have grandchildren, right? You know those things, yes. right? Like it, that's what it looks like. And there's actually like uh, trees and a sky and a cloud with a happy face. And what she tells you to do, she said, this one. A lot of people have trouble with this one. So, and it's got this like these levels, a meter, and it goes like you know from zero to I don't know what the number is to like a hundred. And so, you have to consistently blow. She said. Push your cheeks out like you're blowing up a balloon. Easy to understand, very easy. And then what your goal is is to keep that little meter right in the center in the green area, okay? And so, so I, I thought I was doing that, and I didn't know if I had to blow hard or soft. She told me people sometimes do it. It takes them 20 minutes. I did it right off the bat, no problem. Kept it right in the middle. I'm feeling pretty good. And this is a test for asthma. So there's a chart on the wall, and while the thing is giving the result, she points to the chart, and I see it. I said in the yellow, from like the the clear area, like in the green, if you're good, you don't have asthma, that number is going to be less than 25. From 0 to 25, 
you're in the clear. You don't have asthma. From 25 to 50 or 26 to 49, it's intermediate asthma. I don't know exactly how that works. And then from 50 plus. So while we're waiting for the thing to come and the little smile, you know, the smiling uh, cloud is is just like kind of whistling and waiting. And then it starts to get a sad face and it goes to 44. So I'm like, okay, I don't know what it means. She didn't explain it. I didn't ask. I'm just like, okay, so I want less than 50, but preferably less than 25. I got 44. So I go into my doctor, and he goes over all the stuff, you know, uh, new prescriptions um, that I've been taking. There's some like this, like, dry skin rashy area on my arms that I've, I've had something for a while. But he, so he gives me an antibiotic for that and two creams. And then he prescribes me uh, inhalers and, and a pill some sort of singular or something uh, asthma and he tells me you have to carry the toy and i'm like wait a second i just blow into this leapfrog learning fucking toy the first (laughs) time and it's i need a fucking emergency inhaler to carry with me all the time like i know that he took a stethoscope and and i was breathing you know and he did it i i didn't hear any wheezing maybe he did maybe he's in tune and i'm just like I didn't take the prescription. Like, I, I, you know, he sent it through to the pharmacy, but I told CVS I'm not taking it right now. Now, again, I, I, I want to get a second opinion. Oh, sure, in this, sure, it, sure. Only in the sense that it just seems crazy to me that one medical device that I've never, that maybe I've used once before, because I would love to know what the results were two years ago when I took this test and why he didn't prescribe one back then. You know, and so, so it was between the weight and the... Yeah, here's an emergency inhaler. Carry with you 24/7. What? Yeah, and I've seen I, I've I, seen the device you're talking about. I've I've I've, I've used it and it's very uh, it, it's 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 very like you said, very basic and they don't give you really any instructions as to what the hell you're supposed to be doing with the thing the first time. There's like no She uh, gave me here's instructions. Here's a video though. of somebody doing it or something no, no, like that. No, she did give me instructions. And I thought it was clear, but I'm like, but I don't know what that yeah. number means and it's not like I did something wrong. I don't know. Like like I I, I was a little bit reluctant. Like it was like like if it's a to blow and keep, try to keep it at the same number. It's just like there was a green area. Keep it in there, and that's what I did. And I'm yeah. not happy yeah. about it. So if you're a medical professional that knows anything about anything and you're listening to this, please just, uh, I don't know, uh, hit, hit us up on Twitter and or yeah. Instagram and let us, like, see. I, don't, I, I should research it, but I just haven't, I, I, I've Googled. I want to know what the hell the device is. I want to know more about it, and I want to find, like, a, you know, a, a, a sheet about it. Have like, you felt asthmatic ever? I think in my head now I'm like paranoid about everything. Yeah, every time I breathe, I'm like, <laughs> I, like I, I and listen, I I'm not in great shape, but I have been doing um I have been doing the uh, the spin bike and some Peloton classes, and I'm pushing it, and you know I'm doing 30 minutes on this thing, and I don't feel like I'm having trouble breathing, like I'm ready to pass out. Again, I, I maybe you can get, you know, adult onset asthma. I don't know. I don't know if it's environmental. Uh, I, I don't know if it's you know overall health and having smoked at some points in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I'm not. I'm not down with it. I'm not. I mean, again, if yeah. I have it, I have it. But I don't want it to be based on the first, like you know, the first try on this test. Like I want to know, like, are there further tests? Like, how do we know? Right, right, right. It's just yeah. it's just that machine, and here you go. It's not even really. If we're talking about the same thing, it looks like a little plastic. Uh, I don't know. To me, it, like I said, it reminded me of a little bongish looking thing. It was. It was a little. And when I was in the hospital with the heart thing, they said uh, when you come out of. Uh, 
out of uh, surgery, we're going to give you this thing, and you're going to have to, you know, demonstrate that uh, everything is working right. And so you're going to we're going to give you this thing occasionally and ask you to do what you did. Uh, it sounds like, and uh, they they asked me that like once, and she said good, and she just put it down and walked away. And then after that, it was never addressed again. I never I thought it was going to be something that was uh, done more than once, but they they just checked uh, basically once, and uh, we brought it home with us, and uh, I. Uh, pretty sure it's probably ended up in the garbage uh, since then. But yeah, I'd, I'd be looking for another opinion on that, especially when they're saying take this drug, uh, you know, some pill occasionally or however often you take Singular or whatever that is, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I think, yeah, always you're better off uh, with a, a second opinion or, or, you know, slowing the roll on stuff like that. Um, because you don't know. You, re- you really don't. Uh, I don't know. I'd, I'd be the, asking somebody the, else. The one that, I don't know, resulted in the, the 44, you know, uh, just short of the, you have asthma, like worst case scenario, asthma 50, I guess, 50 and up. Um, that looked like more like the leapfrog. Uh, that didn't look like a bong. It's the other device that looks like the bong, sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, it's, it was not a fun experience. I don't... I, yeah. Man. I'd be... I, yeah. Especially if you haven't really thought before that going in, hey, maybe I've got something going on, and then all of a sudden somebody announces this, uh, I'd be... Yeah, I'd be I'd be thinking about that. And I, I've had some... They, there's been a few things uh, from time to time uh, that they have... Uh, uh, like when I left the hospital, they, they gave me a prescription for a uh, uh, stomach pump inhibitor the the stuff that gives you heartburn i've never had a problem with heartburn now the procedure that i had i guess apparently um can cause issues and uh they, they explained to me that sometimes uh, because they've been messing around with your uh, there's been stuff in your esophagus where they've done this uh, surgery where they had a breathing tube in me um they said that you know that be this could be a potential issue so you know you want to take these for a while i took them for like and i was supposed to do it for like a month uh actually the one time i didn't take them at all and the second time i was like yeah maybe i'll do this for a little while i took them for two or three days and um then they gave me a a month supply both times so um yeah i just like no I, i there's there's not an issue here and why should i just keep taking this pill to take a pill that's so weird about the the american healthcare system is there are times when you want something you feel like you need something and you got to beg for it and then there's other times where they throw something like that at you and you're like what the fuck is this and uh it just doesn't make sense yeah i, I find it all very frustrating i had spoken to my health insurance company oscar you know i pay about just over fifty six hundred dollars a year and and that's got a three thousand dollar deductible and the max out of pocket is like closer to eight thousand could be 7,000, I'm not sure. But it's sort of like, you know, the additional benefits don't kick in until I pay $3,000 out of pocket. Now, obviously, right. I don't want to spend $3,000 out of pocket. At the same time, if I end up having another medical event, well, I'll not only meet, I'll most likely meet my minimum, my minimum out of pocket and potentially maximum out of pocket right so it's sort of hedging the bet of like what do you do you know i could just it would cost me a lot less to just see the doctor and pay for the doctor as needed right but right. i can't just get insurance in the middle of the year because i think maybe you know i'm, I'm getting scared it just doesn't work that way so it's just like, wow it's very frustrating and the other thing is you can't it's not easy to get like a uh, a list of procedures, get the proper CPT codes, and then find out what it's going to cost, right? Like, wh- okay, my insurance company and every insurance company, as far as I know, they have an if the, if you're going in network, have a maximum amount that they will pay for that procedure. Yes, I should know that. 
because that's what I'm going to pay. Yeah, right? there should be a way to you know, figure it out easily. I, and, I, and that's the thing that I really don't understand is I'm not big on regulation, but why shouldn't we know? And then the idea that I'm not going to get something done because of the cost is batshit crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, and and I'm not necessarily in that boat. I, I'm like, I, although I didn't go to the doctor last year, I didn't see my doctor in physical. All that long. had a lot to do with work and the amount I worked last year and just never being around or rarely being around. And also a little bit of that, uh, you know, I don't want to have that happen again. Um, but again, you don't want anything to jump up on you. And it's just, it still feels broken to me. I, yeah, it's it's a mess. I, it is, and and I I'm torn. You know, uh, before we we jumped on here, you were asking me about. Do uh, we might as well just launch into it a little bit? The the caucuses. Um, here we are on. There's this is a lot going on here uh, today. Is uh, Global Palindrome Day? Do you knew that? Um, it wasn't on my radar. It's o two o two twenty twenty, and no matter how you you know, in some areas of the world, they they would. The O two O two. How would they do that? I guess it's basically well. No, the same I mean twenty 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 is not a palindrome. Two thousand two is a palindrome. You but, see, you missed that. I said it wasn't on my radar. Oh, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, oh, uh, you wow. know, I was wow. pretty good at. I was pretty good at palindromes. Get it? Wow. Yeah, I uh, loved palindromes. I'm, I was kind of obsessed. I don't have any more. None. My answer: none. That's a true story. Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So O two O two. 2020 the last time we had a palindrome like this was 11 11 11 11 where you were oh uh, oh it is oh two, it is a palindrome so it's not yes. the year it's today's the date the whole thing the whole o thing two, all together o two, 2020. 2020 yes i got it okay yes. totally makes sense i just read some big schmeal about it yeah so um two oh two yeah it is a palindrome that's right it, it is so it is totally a palindrome and, and right and and no matter what part of the world you're in whether you do day month or day first it's a palindrome yes, that's right like 9 11 2001 9 11 is 11 9 in many in other countries yeah, yeah right like so it sort of confuses people why is it called 9 11 um because I, I had no Americans. idea and we make shit up the way it's supposed to be. How and the hell so, did you know it was national? But it was Palindrome Day. Because you know, because of the uh, where. The, the, well, I, well, how did I find out? Because I look at things on social media. I know you pretty well checked out of that entirely. Pretty uh, much, I, yeah. I look for you. Uh, are you are you Zuckerberg free? Because I look for you. I am. On I am Zuckerberg. Well, sort of. I. I mean, I have Instagram, but it's it's our unbecoming of age right, so. uh, account, which is pretty not so. We, we're not active. Yeah. And uh, Ray, be. the golf swing shirts, um, because I was doing the golf show in Florida a week and a half ago, you know, two weeks yeah. ago. And so, um, anyway, so so it's the short answer is John M. Craig is, no, I'm not totally Zuckerberg free because I still have WhatsApp. I don't necessarily oh, you have use that. it a lot, but I have it. Like, okay. no, I, I, and I usually, I mostly use that to communicate with. Mostly, it's mostly, uh, it's just really, it's it's Evan McDonald who lives in another country. That's what I use. He's in WhatsApp. another country. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it is. Uh, I, I was going into the whole list here. It's a Global Palindrome Day. It's a Super Bowl Day. Uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl. Um, we also have uh, then tomorrow would be Caucus Day. So. Um, I've not seen any 
people usually we, we get some door knocks I, i've not seen anybody oddly uh, up and down the street knocking on doors trying to get people out to the to the uh, cockeye is that what it would be cockeye caucus uh, caucus I don't know, uh, but um, generally they kind of go around and knock on doors and try to try to uh, you know, ask you who who you're caucusing for, and if it's the the Bernie people or whoever, then they're going to try to bend your ear about uh, you know whoever it, whoever it is they represent. But nobody today, so I don't know what the deal is. But you you were asking me about how how does that all work? How did what's so so uh, what what kind of questions were what were you thinking? Well, so yeah, I was just wondering like so I don't even necessarily mean, know what it means to caucus. I was listening to NPR earlier today. And there was a woman who uh, she lived somewhere in Iowa. Like she's a snowbird in Arizona, but she and her husband come back around this time, you know, for right. for the caucus, and 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 she was hosting, and that's how I remember hearing it. And she was going to host it at her home, and then there were going to be over a hundred people that were going to come for this thing and and they had to move it to another venue, so they moved it to like a local movie theater. Yeah. Again, but I don't know what it means, like. To caucus, does that mean you're going to go somewhere to an event or see? I don't know what it means. Well, instead really. of just going in like a normal election where you just go in and there's a booth and you cast your vote and you leave. Instead of that, it's like a it's like a community meeting. So they break it up into different areas, and uh, so there's there's uh, you know there's caucus locations depending on where you live now normally it wouldn't be at somebody's house that would be like in a really small town something like that where they don't have uh and they maybe they don't even have a local school or something like that so you're in a really small area and, and so somebody may have it at a house in a situation like that they may have it even at a at a, at a like at a, a little bar in some little town there might be something like that just where there's a big enough space where everybody can get together so it's a it's like a neighborhood meeting you have to go to and so instead of just walking in and casting your vote, uh, when you walk in, uh, they're gonna, um, there's going to be at first they're going to have generally it's because it's your one party or the other. The party's going to have some stuff that they're going to run through. So if you're at the Democratic thing, usually there's stuff there related to uh, a lot of times um, things that you would normally think of Democrats uh, supporting maybe more than Republicans do. So there might be some uh, union organizers there, that are there or something like that, and they're giving some sort of speeches about uh, or, or telling you a little bit about um, certain things that they feel are important for anybody living in the neighborhood that's that's a Democrat uh, or a Republican that they ought to that they ought to know about. Right, basically, they're basically not going to tell you how to vote, but they're going to tell you. Uh what they think you should vote yeah, in their yeah, best yeah. interest for X, Y, and Z that you may not know about. Right. It's so going to impact have, us like this. Blah, yeah, you blah, might blah. have the teachers union or the labor party or somebody there that gives a little dog and pony show, that kind of thing. And then, uh, so when, once the thing kicks off, um, they, 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 they start telling everybody to go stand in, okay, so the, the, go stand by everybody else that you're, that's, so you're, you, you, they put you in groups for each candidate. And so they're trying to determine, you know, first, second, third, I guess, basically, maybe I'm not sure how far they actually report as far as who's who's who, but um, they try to get the, the groups together so they can tell right away, okay, we've got um, in the room, there's a whole bunch of people over there for Bernie, there's a whole bunch of people over there for Biden, there's uh, a few people here for Elizabeth Warren, there's a handful of people here for Andrew Yang or something like that, and then there's uh, two people standing over there that are supporting um, somebody else and two p people that are supporting somebody else. And Amy Klobuchar is over there by herself, um, or something like that. And so they go, "You guys, uh, we, you're, you're not, your group isn't big enough. It's not viable. 
to represent from this precinct to first, second, or third. So they're not taking like the number of the actual number of like if there are 500 people there, when they report this, they don't say that. Um, they don't give you the actual numbers of the first pass numbers, like uh, out of the 500, uh, 200 voted for this guy, 200 voted for that guy, and they don't break it all the way down. They try to get everybody in these groups that are viable, and I think you have to have something like a 15% of the um, of the group. They come up with some sort of a number that um, makes the, your candidate viable, and if, you're, if your candidate isn't viable, then they try to get you to join with one of the other groups. It's like, okay, uh, you're, you know, fat chance that Tulsi Gabbard is is going to win mm-hmm. uh, or or you know she's not going to get to any point mm-hmm. that that would matter so all you Tulsi people you, you know you guys need to go over and, and pick somebody else so they might go for initially they may all go okay if we have to we'll go stand with a- Andrew Yang and so they'll go over there for a while and then um, they have another vote and then they'll say all right there's not a big enough group with the, even though you've added that to to that group you guys still aren't big enough so pick and choose go somewhere else and they end up with this this uh, vote that comes out of it that's this kind of it's it's a really a convoluted, strange way to do it. I was just saying, it. it seems a bit uh, convoluted and, and somewhat antiquated in, in a lot of ways. In some ways, it's antiquated. I think in some ways, it's kind of it's kind of cool because uh, when you're you you, you get an idea of well, you're, who your neighbors are and what's going on in the neighborhood, and it's it's kind of it's if you take it with the right attitude. It's kind of fun. It's I think it's better than uh, in some ways than just walking in and, and casting your vote. Although that's a hell of a lot easier than just walking in and casting your vote. Now, this year, I guess what they've decided to do, as I understand it, is if a group is large enough, if like you walk in and um, you're a part of the of the uh, whatever group, say the Bernie group is huge or something like that. If you walk in and you're in the Bernie group, um, the way I understand it, they're not going to make you stay. They're going to let you let you leave at a certain point so i would, I would imagine um that there'll be some people that initially are in a big enough group they're going to say see you, and they're going to walk out but you'll still be there a lot longer than if you could have just walked in and cast your vote but um it's uh kind of gives you a chance to to check out and figure uh, out how long who, does this who. take usually or depends uh, on the size usually, does it depend on the place d- depends on the size depends on the place I, they they do put a time limit on it um it's probably uh the, you, you got to be in the place by uh, when the clock hits seven o'clock they lock the doors basically um and i think most of them are probably done by nine i would say like two hours somewhere in that range but some probably last a little longer than that I, uh, although I, i'm not I'm not 100% sure if there's a like a certain time limit but um, once once it gets rolling it's it's once they get past the the little you know the you know dog and pony show at the beginning um, it's usually pretty quick I anticipate though this time around maybe some of that stuff could get contentious because there's um, a lot of rumblings right now that there's there's a um, they've been changing some of the some of the the uh, DNC, the Democratic National Committee, has apparently changed uh, around in the last few days uh, some uh, some of their rules regarding superdelegates and uh, how they vote. And uh, their Bernie crowd is not going to have that. They're, uh, I guess, uh, pretty pretty in, uh, intently. Uh, 
intending to oppose uh, anything that, that the DNC pulls because they have all uh, they're all still um, rightly butthurt over the last time when um, uh, basically uh, you know the fix was in from the beginning and and you know there was never any doubt that Hillary was going to win because the, the, the all the superdelegates had already basically decided what they're going to do and it didn't it didn't matter at all what went on it um, right. throughout any of the process but uh, I would anticipate that the Bernie people are raising hell it could get noisy and loud and there's probably going to be a lot of uh, if anything looks weird or sideways there's going to be a lot of probably of them voicing their opinions loudly over that which might be kind of fun to watch so I, I intend uh, I probably I don't know if there's rules against this but I'm thinking uh, I'm probably going to bring a a, a, a traveler a <laughs> I'm going to bring a I'm, I'm going to take my Yeti coffee mug and uh, I'm going to probably fill it with I don't know maybe Alky, alcohol, a little alcohol. I was thinking white wine, maybe. Just uh, so, uh, what are the but, uh, so who regulates all this? Like who? Like are there? People they have from they the have yeah the Democratic Board of elections or or Democratic well, National Committee or a little bit Democratic National Committee uh, or the Republican. Yeah, the, both sides have their 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 um their people, and I don't know what they're called, but they have like a you know whatever if it's a steward or or the chairman or something for each site and so the, and that person knows like within their party who the who the um, delegates might be coming uh, from this area that so they have the, the the delegates that are kind of pre-assigned and I think they also actually sometimes uh, there's the, the opportunity for some people to become delegates to to go to the uh, to the, uh, uh, you know, to the, uh, whatever the hell they call it, the, the big meetings, the, the, the larger ones as they go along the uh, the conventions. The super meetings. The convention, the, I, the, when they get to the convention. Right. So so there, um, there's delegates that are pre-assigned based on some, I don't know, some, some background they've got within the party and that kind of thing. But it's, yeah, so it's, there's, like I said, there's there, there's been a lot of door knocking. There's been a lot of strangeness. We had at our house, we had uh, somebody knocked on the door, Rachel answered the door, and there was a woman there that was at the door, and she had a uh, address on her cell phone, and she said, um, is Abby Finkenauer here? And <laughs> sounds Ab like a made-up name. Abby Finkenauer is, think she's our local version of AOC. She she's um, she's a member of the House of Representatives. She was elected um, at um, age 30, to the House of Representatives the same time AOC was, and um, she's like a budding uh, junior congresswoman, if you will. She's a first time around. But this woman thought that this, uh, this member of the House of Representatives from the state of Iowa thought that she lived at our house. She and she showed Rachel her phone. She goes, "Oh, I got her address. Um, I was supposed to be coming for an interview at her house." And Rachel goes, "Well, what's the address?" And she goes, uh, and she holds her phone up, and it's our address. And so Rachel's like, "Nah, she. I I, I know who Abby Finkenauer is, and I, I could tell you, uh, she's not here. I know she is here. Uh, you know that kind of thing." And the woman was laughing, and apparently she had the, something was goofed up. And uh, well, I guess the, the the long and the short of it is. Abby Finkenauer is actually not from Cedar Rapids. Somebody must have probably rented a house somewhere. And this woman also said that she she said I had worked on another campaign, 
and I'd been in this neighborhood before. She's from out of state. She goes, I, I've, I've worked on another campaign, uh, and uh, I did door knocking in this neighborhood. So she goes, I know it's kind of confusing, and there's there's uh, we, there's a lot of streets that kind of are on kind of a circular sort of strange pattern that doesn't make any sense. And so anyway, she she was uh, n- n- still confused and not sure. She and uh, I don't know if she had a phone number or what, but uh, I, anyway. She didn't. She didn't find Abby Finkenauer at our house. So Abby's uh, uh, living in the neighborhood. Maybe uh, has rented uh, some sort of a house somewhere, and she's got people coming in from out of state that are, you know, working for her. Uh, she's not a part of this election, but uh, she's in the process of being challenged in a major way uh, by a candidate that I guess the Republicans uh, are putting a lot of money behind and she's going to be one of the bigger bigger election stories maybe going into next year but there's so there's all that stuff and all these people that are coming in from all, all over I've looked at like on Reddit there's uh, people that are saying I'm coming in this week for so and so Andrew Yang and does anybody know where I if maybe uh, could I sleep on your couch so um, yeah, there's some couch surfing going on uh, yeah. over there and- it just because okay, so I imagine that uh, the hotels get sold out in certain yeah, uh, towns. Yeah. So how far are you from Des Moines? Is most of the stuff in Des Moines. Uh, well, the, the Des Moines two hours from where where we live, uh, but it's it's statewide. So you know, as far as you were asking me before we started, uh, you know, is this a you know, kind of a financial boom for the state? You, you know, the I, I found thing. an article about yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, it it certainly is. And yeah. well, the yeah. biggest, I mean, the biggest. Where, where the money is exchanging hands the most is there's people literally coming in with suitcases full of cash and mm-hmm. uh, giving it to to, to <laughs> so, TV stations, TV, right, radio, and right. anywhere you yeah. can advertise somebody. So, somehow is doing something it, it, right right and and it's not just the presidential candidates it's it could be a union for a presidential candidate it could be lots of things any of these any of these right. groups now so, that you don't even know who's paying for the ad where they, they there's these ads that come on and they they you know they tell some crazy story about one of the mm-hmm. you know so did you know so and so is blah 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 but and then you, at the end of it they say paid for by and then then some weird little it's special interest group things name is mentioned real briefly that and you're yeah. like, who, who the hell's that so I'm I'm looking at this article from the Wall Street Journal because I was very curious about this. Like, why do we still do this? Why is Iowa first? It, uh, particularly with you know considering how white it is. And again, that's nothing against you. You're white. I'm white. We we're both white. But again, is it really representative? Like, it's it means so much. You know, obviously not last year because of the uh, not last year last election cycle in 2015 16 in 2016 beginning of the year uh, because you know Hillary Clinton. The fix was in, you know, and and yeah. Bernie's not even a Democrat, but okay, but that's so weird too. I just it just hit me, but um, so this article here, it's uh, politics, election twenty twenty, the Wall Street Journal, from hotel prices to TV ads, caucus capitalism brings windfall to Iowa. So here's what it says here in the in final weeks before caucuses, Des Moines officials estimate hotel revenue alone will generate an extra 11.3 million right so then the whole thing goes on at the the 101st largest u.s city you know uh it's charging new york city manhattan hotel room prices you know so i see there's a picture here at a restaurant a bunch of it looks like mostly women uh sitting around uh you know, spending uh, associated with presidential campaigns every four years leading up to the Iowa caucuses. Sprinkles cash all over the state. Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren spoke Sunday at a restaurant in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. So Elizabeth Warren is coming to your state and making it rain, bro. 
Yeah. Just boom, yeah. pouring it's, out some crystal, taking yeah. cash, just throwing around. Yeah. Boom. It's kind of nutty, you know. Bloomberg, I don't even know if he's around for it, but he probably spent more money on ads in Iowa than every candidate combined. I don't yeah. know that as a fact, but he, you know, there's a good oh, possibility. Oh, he did. He, did. he and the other one, the rich yeah. one, the uh, other rich one. Steyer. Yeah, Steyer. He's been spending money for, Steyer's been spending money in Iowa for like two years. I mean, he's, he was the very first one to beat the drum to impeach Trump, even when there was no... Nothing, yeah, I to, remember nothing to that, impeach actually. him for. I do remember that. Yeah, nothing really to impeach him for other than the fact that you just didn't like him. <laughs> I don't yeah, like his yeah. attitude. You know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Elizabeth Warren was at Lucky's. Are you familiar with Lucky's right there in yeah. Cedar Rapids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks cute. So they they hit everywhere. There's there's one particular uh, restaurant in Iowa City where the um, they try to go to this one place because there are uh, lots of plaques where um, so you know Barack Obama sat here and so and so sat there and uh, they, uh, they they try to get into that place quite a bit. Uh, it's a place called the Hamburg Inn Number Two. They call it the Hamburg Inn Number Two because the first one burned many years ago. But uh, anyway. Um, yeah, so I would guess, uh, uh, safe to say, uh, you know, we think about you know the Super Bowl uh, in Miami and you know what a what a giant thing that is and how much money that would bring to a city like Miami. Uh, I would guess uh, when they count all the money uh, at the end of the day, uh, Iowa has made up better with the caucuses. <laughs> than Miami did by hosting the Super Bowl, which is kind of crazy. Um, but, hmm. I mean, do I wish, uh, living here, though, um, do I wish uh, they'd, they'd keep it here? Uh, in a way, I wish it would go somewhere else, because uh, mostly because we get so much more... Um, we get so many more ads and so many more uh, there's just so much more attention and focus being put on the election it almost never ends here it, you know it just goes from one right into the next one and um, it just um, it, it gets tiring you, you, you feel like uh, you just really don't want to be that connected to, to all of it and it would be nice if it went away as far as you know the the criticism where they say you know we're too white and we we can't give a good representative uh um uh, uh i guess uh shake out of of who the viable candidates are uh, that's almost been decided you know if you think about it um before the race even started here as far as uh you know who we're going to have the opportunity to even caucus for um most of the people of color have already dropped out um now did that have anything to do with iowans no i don't think so um it we it was an example when hillary uh, her first uh, attempt came to town and tried to uh to get elected everybody was eager to elect a black man so i mean i would did in a in a major way um, get things rolling for barack obama um, i think if the right candidate came along uh, of color uh, male uh, female uh, or or otherwise uh, i guess we we always have to throw that in these days these days they could be running uh, as, a, as a candidate um I think that person would be supported. Um, I, I think Iowans are smart enough to do that. Um, I think we, in this, like they're, they're talking about the um, Iowa versus uh, New Hampshire uh, thing. I think probably the New Hampshire end of things is going to be, I'm guessing, a little more biased just because Bernie's from Vermont, which is kind of basically the same thing. And so I th you know, the, the idea that Bernie's going to win uh, in New Hampshire because New Hampshire is white. Um, 
I don't know. I don't think so. I think he's going to win because he's been right there in Vermont, uh, right next door for so long. And mm-hmm. uh, I think that's got as much to do with it as anything. I think either state, if Michelle Obama were, were running, um, the, good luck. <laughs> you know, she'd, mm. she'd be rolling over everybody. So you just got to get the right person to run. I, I don't want to contest you on whether or not Iowa's smart enough to pick the right person, but I only know one person from Iowa, and I've never met him in real life. So uh, yeah, one person. Don't. So I don't know. I've got nothing to base it on other than hearsay. Don't go by me, because I'm, I'm going to the caucus, uh, and I still have no fucking idea what I'm going to do when I get there. I, I'm, seriously, I, I'm, I'm like as undecided. I, 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 I don't know. For a while, I was leaning towards, you know, okay, I, I thought the sensible thing to do, um, and this would be going right down the lines of, of those people that say, don't let Iowans do, decide this for us. My idea was give it to the to the uh, tenured uh, guy that's been here forever, the white guy, the old white guy that uh, has been the vice president and knows what he's doing. I was thinking that was the way to, way to roll, and uh, I've pretty much done a 180 on that way of thinking here <laughs> and uh, so I and uh, but I don't want to upset the apple cart uh, I don't think as much as the Bernie people want to do it so then if I if I don't have those two then uh, who's next after that and I'm so I'm, I probably am going to go uh, hang with the Yang gang when, when I walk in and uh, just um, watch the watch the fireworks for the most part so hmm. uh, he's I probably would lo- I would love to see him personal, debate Trump uh, What's that? I would love to see him uh, debate Trump. I would too. I would too. Uh, and um, I, I think anybody that debates Trump is going to be. It's going to be. A, we, we've got a. F- whether you think it's fun or not, I think it's going to be. <laughs> I think it's going to be nuts. What what goes on from this uh, point forward? I, I, I there's no question in my mind if if um, if Bernie or uh, the other old white guy, uh, Biden, Joe, Joe Biden win, that those debates will be entertaining. Like, incredibly entertaining. Yes, yeah. Um, my concern with Elizabeth Warren, as smart as she may be, is that I don't think, I don't think she can go as low as Trump does the same way without people just being annoyed. And it's just sort of, I, I think there's sexism involved. It's not going to be, sure. it's going to be something stupid. It's like, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a dog and pony show. And I, I think with, uh, with Trump, uh, going likely to be acquitted, almost certainly to be acquitted, uh, for the, uh, impeachment, um, later this week, uh, middle of this week, Wednesday, he, um, even at the State of the Union, I, I just don't see how he just sticks to the script and doesn't gloat about it. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I just to just and it, and again, it, it's it's not very becoming. And as we go closer to the actual election, I think he's sleeves rolled up, you know, guns ablazing, and he's going to take any and every opportunity. And and I do not believe that the State of the Union address is time for that. But, you know, again, it's it's so odd to see him just go on the script and just speak like a, like a president. Because, again, I, I, he's not confined to the job the job he made the job work for him the way he wanted to make it work he hasn't shifted and changed anything about what many people whether they voted for him or not or supported him or not wanted him to do like there's there is this population of people that just love it absolutely you know but again it's you know it's not reality tv it's it's real life you know and it's and it's i I don't know I, i it's 
to me, it's it's troubling and, and problematic. And then again, Boris Johnson. I mean, he's got dumb hair too. And you know, I mean, like I mean, just like there's a lot of it. To be like, oh my god, you know. Again, it's it's not just this country. It's not just Donald Trump. There's populism. It's not you know, and it is what it is. And it is speaking to a segment of the population. If that were not the case, he would not have been elected. Right. Yeah. You there's know, so absolutely. And I was listening can I, to. Can I slow down and take a breath? Oh my God! I think I have asthma. Just, yes, you can give yourself a, a breathing a breathing episode. Oh. Get your inhaler out. So, uh, yeah, I was listening to ESPN on on the radio on on Friday, and I realized as I was listening to ESPN uh, in the morning that, uh, and they were talking to a country star about the Super Bowl, and just the conversation they were having about um, football and Friday night football and um, the high school experience. And this country singer was you know, telling his stories about how much um, all of that meant to him, and uh, all just the the, the way that there was all being framed and put together and the the vision of america that i had while i was listening to those guys talk about the super bowl um i it made me realize that um they were describing uh trump's base and and not that there's anything wrong with that these are the, the people that are out in the you know out in the country um football on friday night and country music on the radio and uh ar-15s in the in the in the closet and uh, <laughs> Um, I know these people, um, quite frankly. I had, I shouldn't tell you this, but um, yesterday. I don't know where you're going with this. No, yesterday, uh, Rachel's son, uh, who's uh, uh, our, our oldest, uh, my stepson, he's, um, how old is he? He's 24 years old. Uh, and uh, he uh, and a couple of his buddies came over yesterday, and they had been to a boat sports and travel show, is what I thought they had called it. And uh, anyway, Rachel asked if they had, just before I had I'd left the kitchen, she had asked them something about, did you guys buy anything? And then I went, I got a cup of coffee, and I came out to my to my studio area here, and I was messing around doing stuff, and, and I was out here for 10 or 15 minutes, and I saw them out of the corner of my eye. There's a window I can see that they'd made a couple trips back and forth to the truck which was out in the driveway and um so the, these guys you know they're they're hunting guys they're fishing guys they're they're you know camo hats and all that stuff and they're they're they're, they're, they're good they, they all gamefully employed hard-working guys um would uh give you the shirt off their back kind of guys uh seriously the camo shirt off their back the camo maybe shirt maybe not the camo shirt the camo shirt. shirt that yeah exactly that uh, has some sort of a smart ass uh saying on it off their back <laughs> they just um, like they like they like gaming they like yes. they like you know physical actually not necessarily video gaming although they may but they like going out shooting stuff and just sort of being outdoors and exactly. that kind of stuff so when yeah. I go out into the kitchen, okay, um, and uh, the dogs, the dogs, dogs decided to bark. Them dogs yeah. barking. All right, so I go out into the kitchen, yep. and there yep. are um, Tori's friends have showed up now, and so the Tori's friends are the opposite. They're like city kids, and um, you know they're they're like your your classic never been in the country. Uh, uh, wouldn't wear a cowboy boot if it was if it had kicked them in the ass. They're they, you know they're they're not putting it on that sort of thing. Um, so anyway, they're in the kitchen, and the redneck kids are in the kitchen, or the redneck older group, the group that's uh, you know um, the previous. Generation well, I mean, are they there? Are they educated, and did they go to college? Are they? Yeah. they you said they're gainfully employed. Yeah. You know, again, uh, but you know, is, can they carry on a conversation? They can that carry doesn't on a involve you know shooting and, and and fishing and all that jazz. Yes, if they went to college, they're these these guys are more like the guys that went to uh, uh, like. Um, 
Bastian, our our, our uh, son, he um, he went to school for two years to be a mechanic, and he's got a, okay. mecha- a degree to be a mechanic. And uh, I'm not knocking anyone who's a mechanic or has a blue collar working class job gig. at all. I just the only reason that threw me, and it may have been just for you to sort of make it simple, and I took that away is you said the redneck kids you know well, are, i mean they, maybe you just said that rednecks. to separate what's that are proudly rednecks you they see were, see i i think of redneck as being a negative thing and i you know <laughs> again again it's i don't know okay yes. all right so yeah, I but saw you're, com- okay i saw a comedian i wish i could tell you the whole chronology of things but he had broken down um um there the, he had like um from the KKK down through, um, there was there was um, he had redneck, he had trailer trash, he had white trash, he had all these. There's so he community. created a spectrum. Of, he created of a spectrum of whiteness. <laughs> right. Um, these guys are on the spectrum. They will they will say you know they're they're guys that yeah they like the outdoors they like they wear it proud. They're, yes, they wear it proud. They're blue collar guys. But they're anyway. not going to a clan meeting, as far as we know. No, not as far as I know. I got okay. to the kitchen and um, and. Um, there are three AR-15s. Whoa, 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 whoa. In the kitchen? In the kitchen. Why are the, the dogs barking to let everyone know? Hey, <laughs> we got, we got, are they loaded? What's going on? No, they had just bought them. They, 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 they had just got them. They were brand new. And here's the funny thing. Well, it's well, I don't know what's funny about any of this. Sure I do not like, funny. I would not be okay with AR-15. I, even if they're not loaded, I don't care how responsible you are. I'll be like, I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, okay. So the AR AR15s also um, have um, they have themes. I didn't know this, but uh, you can buy uh, the one of them was all done up in a um, like a patriotic red, white, and blue theme sort of thing on it. Um, and the other one was uh, uh, God. It had some some I can't remember. It was like a cartoony sort of uh, deal going on with it. Um, and the other one was was more of a uh, Actually, the, the third one wasn't technically an AR-15. It was uh, some sort of a nine millimeter uh, pistol thing that looked like a looked like a assault ri- rifle, but was not technically. It was some sort of uh, I don't know, some sort of some sort of blend of that, I guess. And then we had the kids. The other kids that were in the kitchen were um, kind of, I think, probably as uncomfortable as you were. <laughs> with me just hearing you about it i'm not even in the same room and now listen i do realize that the ar-15s were not going to just load themselves hop up and start shooting i do realize that it would take someone to do that yes you know, but, you I, know people have just, these you know you and i had the discussion about the guy shooting pigs um we saw that podcast or, or listened to or that we podcast. listened to that uh, reply all where they were doing the the feral hogs the feral hog shooting, thing which yeah, is yeah, worth yeah, a yeah, listen yeah. if you if you worry about yeah, it but um yeah. yeah that's that's part of iowa i guess i don't even know how the hell i guess started talking about that but um yeah, we had guns in the kitchen. Um. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, we, you mentioned you mentioned Super Bowl, and and so today it, it's the it's the big game. I, the big. I said Super Bowl. I I want to actually do a thing, and I think this is uh, the third year we're doing this podcast that there's a Super Bowl, and I probably have uh, com- bitched and complained about this every year that when you listen to local radio or TV that is not covering that doesn't have the game, they can't say the Super Bowl, or they don't. And I imagine that's an NFL properties 
deal yes, where it's trademarked. You, if you say it, you're supposed to have to pay a royalty fee. Right. So if, if Doritos have something about the Super Bowl, it's because they paid for that. They're part of the sponsorship. It's a whole thing. Pepsi can say Super Bowl, but Coca-Cola cannot. They'll say the big game. So if Coca-Cola wants to put out a big display, they have to have a football thing and some other player, and that's all about the big game, but they can't say Super Bowl. Yes. But, okay, so I, I just wondered, you know, like, if a podcast like this, if you and I are talking about, we say Super Bowl, well, today is a fucking Super Bowl. You can watch the Super Bowl? It's a Super Bowl. We're not making any money off of that. We you know, they're not coming after us, but even a local radio station. But I guess the big local radio station is owned by, you know, it's radio.com, so it's owned by, what do you call it, uh, one of those big companies, iHeartRadio, that used to be whatever that one was. The one that you just know. fired everybody, iHeartRadio. I, I, I don't know. It's, I, it's uh, every now and again. Yeah, so mind. technically, even if you say, if, you, if, if they were to find us uh, for having said Super Bowl uh, without the implied written consent of Major League Football, they could... They could uh, tell us. They uh, typically with somebody if they're if they're uh, like okay, we're talking about politics. Um, let's talk a a podcast that gets a lot of listenership and um, was in town here. They did a live they they did a live deal uh, last night in Iowa City. There's a there's this podcast called El Chapo El Chapo Trap House El Chapo Trap House, which I guess is apparently pretty big. As far as podcasts go, most people haven't heard of this. Did you I, mention this podcast I, to me that it was happening I, there? I, I have talked to you about it before. Um, I was I didn't know what El Chapo Trap House was. I'd been hearing about it for a while, and then I listened to it, and it's like five guys that sit around, and um, they're all very left, left, left wing, um, completely steeped in all of the ideology of the left wing, and um, can't um, can't see anything other than what their blinders have. Uh, have in front of them uh, and they talk about politics from that angle and it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of noise as far as I can tell um, but if you're really if you want to uh, drink the Kool-Aid and you don't want to look at anything from any sort of a pragmatic viewpoint other than that of uh, people within your own bubble then that's that's the podcast listen to there in Iowa City they had a sold out um, uh, a venue that was sold out last night with it when they recorded their podcast a place called the Englert Theater which I think holds about like 800 people or something like that sat in a theater while these guys were on stage and did a um, podcast about politics from Iowa City before the caucuses anyway if they were to write you'd probably say the Super Bowl without the implied written consent of Major League Football they'd get in trouble or they'd be paying something or there'd be there'd be something going on right because they're not under the radar like Joe yeah. Rogan would as well yeah or Joe Rogan like yeah, that on that right. level guy yeah, exactly yeah. right right so uh, you had mentioned um, uh, Matthew Walker um, not so long ago. Matthew Walker is the author of the book Why We Sleep. Is that it? Yeah. Yeah, Why yeah. We Sleep, right? right and so right. and he was on Rogan. I couldn't find it right away, but I, I think I listened to my very first entire episode of Rogan, not including the first like five to seven minutes where he does all the ads up front. Mm-hmm. Um and so Matthew Walker, who's uh sleep at sleep diplomat i think on social media you right. know he's a, apparently he's a very shy guy and he does the whole thing and he, and he talks about sleep and i and one of the reasons i mentioned that is because 
uh, especially since I haven't been working on a TV show or movie with the dumb hours, I've been trying to sleep more. I've been trying to get, a, a, you know, close between seven and, and eight hours of sleep. Although Matthew Walker says it really should be seven to nine hours of sleep. Yes. Right. So, I, I you know, I'm using the, uh, the app on my phone. And I, I also listened to another uh, episode. See, I bought the audio book, but I haven't listened to it yet. But the, there was another um, show, that I, the, the Happiness Lab. Which I don't know if you've listened to it. I may I have not. It to no. you. So it's a Pushkin Industries. So that's uh, Malcolm Gladwell, the company that uh, I think Malcolm Gladwell's with. Um, and it was a 2020 bonus episode. It was a live thing that the host did with Ariana Huffington, and it was called "Sleep, um, Sleep, what, Sleep When You're Dead Tired." In other words, so they, they came up in the podcast about the whole idea of sleep when you're dead, and and you know, Ariana Huffington is is big on it, and, and apparently she collapsed way back at like the peak of Huffington Post, you know, and it was just from exhaustion. It was nothing phys- physical. It was she was just not getting enough sleep. Wasn't she one know? of the like rudest people in the world? Uh, I don't believe so. Dude, that's not her. Okay. No, I mean she she's uh, she's the one that she was always on um, on that show, Bill Maher's show, politically incorrect, whatever the hell the Bill Maher, whatever that show is called. He's had different incarnations of it. Yes, yeah. uh, very intelligent woman. Uh, got another company now. I don't know if she has any involvement in the Huffington Post anymore. I really don't. Um, but anyways, it, it was it was it was definitely it's been hitting me a lot. This whole thing about sleep. You know, you had mentioned it. I'd come across this other podcast, and it's just like it just—it's the health thing, and just trying to stay healthier. You know, yeah. is uh, lose some weight, eat better, eat less. You know, stay hydrated, and and get rest. Uh, apparently, it can take years off your life. Not they, sleeping. They say, properly. yeah, absolutely, it will kill you. Not sleeping will kill right, you sooner. So, right. So this whole idea of sleep when you're dead. Well, you know, you're going to be dead sooner if you don't sleep. So right. <laughs> it's already you're just going to be dead. I was watching um, the Kevin Hart thing. I, I watched a little bit of that documentary. Yeah, I watched the whole thing of it, the documentary. Yeah, and uh, it's got multiple parts. I watched. Uh, There's six parts to it. I didn't watch the whole thing. I, okay. I, I was, I was, and he was. He doesn't sleep a lot apparently, um, which um, made me think of that. The other thing, part of the reason. I was having difficulty watching that is because everybody, they, everybody on the whole fucking thing, and I hope I don't do this. I, I, I've got to be more aware of it. But the, all they're doing is looking at their phones. Everybody on that whole thing is like they're walking around. Every fucking yeah. idiot on yep. there is yep. walking around with their head staring at a phone. It's like, and they look up when right. somebody would ask them a question. They'd look up enough maybe to answer the question or try to. Even though they know that they're in this environment where there's a camera following them around and that this is like you know something that people are paying attention to, they still can't take their fucking eyes off that phone. It's driving me crazy. Mm. Yeah. Well, one of the things that Ariana Huffington said in that interview on the Happiness Lab is, uh, well, she was talking about um, bed and sleep and that you, you should really to turn off your screens and not spend that time on your screens or even watching TV in bed and really what you should be doing in bed is sleeping and she, I mean, she went as far as saying like you don't even wear the same clothes because it confuses your body right and and then I think Matthew Walker said something similar about hmm. the time with not with uh, the clothing but with you know um, screens yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And heard that blue light, and there's like that an natural light. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, and, and so, and I use my phone for my alarm. I, I use it to track for the sleep, and and I think to myself like I've got a TV in, in up here. You know, I've got one downstairs, but I've got one up here as well. And I had watched TV the other night for for a long a while, and I'm thinking about flipping the TV around. And I've got like this giant like um, floor pillow, 
and I can just lean it up against the wall and sit on the floor and watch TV. And when it's time to go to bed, go to bed. Just turn it off. Don't have a screen on. You know, like I think it, it, it's I think it's something I, I want to do or, or would like to start doing and hopefully stick with it. You know, like, I don't know. It's a good idea. It'll make a difference. I mean, it, it's just I want to start training my brain and tricking my brain into uh, making better choices and uh, to kind of sticking with them, you know, to the, even with drinking, too. Like, I didn't participate in dry January, um, but I don't I don't know how many times I, I, I had. I drank a few times, uh, maybe uh, maybe four or five uh, times while I was down in Florida, which is way more than I ever do. It's rare that I drink more than twice a week, you mm-hmm. know, like in terms of days, you know. Right. Um, and so, especially when I'm working, but I'm, I'm not working right now except for that trip to Florida. And so, you know, I want to, I, I need to, I don't want to die of asthma, especially considering <laughs> I'm not taking, I'm not, I don't have an emergency inhaler, you know. <laughs> I was thinking, oh man, I've talked about it here. So if I die and I have an asthma attack and die, it's really on me and I'm an idiot. <laughs> I'll tell that story at the caucus. I'll, I'll yeah. tell, tell it to Bernie's people. I've got a, I've got a friend of mine in New Jersey He's needing an inhaler, and he can't yeah. get one. He can't get one. <laughs> I can't get one. I just didn't. It's not even the money. I didn't. It's not that I didn't want to pay the hundred hundred eighty-two dollars. I mean, I think it was going to be like a good three hundred dollars for these inhalers. And I have no idea how it works and how they get refilled. But I'm like, how do these work? When do I get them with a little cartridge? What does that cost? Is that three yeah. bucks or is that seventy-five bucks? You know. But that's not the reason why. It was just. I want to. I, I want another. I want another test, and I want. I want a second opinion and another test. Well, you can give them uh, give them my address, and they'll think you're sleeping with Abby Finkenauer, and then that'll probably that'll. Help. I don't really know who she is. How do you spell her? I mean, it's, how do you spell? Um, I think it's spelled. Uh, I'm guessing. As I'm going to do this off. It's Abby with a I E, I believe Abby, uh-huh. and it's F I N K. Okay. E N A U E R. I think Finkenauer. N- not 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 a palindrome. Abby Finkenauer, not no, nothing palindromish about that. But if she's a mom, I don't know that she's married. She's young. Um, I'm not sure. Did uh, you mention her once before? I probably have. You know, when she when she first got elected, I was thinking that she was going to be. Uh, I, I really thought that the, her story was going to be the AOC story, although in, in more of a positive way. I, I thought that she, there was going to be a lot of attention given towards uh, Iowa and the, her young voice and uh, all of that stuff. But immediately, nobody nobody's really heard of her nationally so much. And um, I do know though that when she was elected. The folks that were tracking money that gets spent on elections uh, reported that she was given more money out of state than any other candidate, uh, I think, in the United States at that point. So all of the money that she used to get elected to do all of her uh, all of her campaigning with was donated uh, on a national level to get, get her, to, you know, to put one more seat in because they, they looked at that and said you know they can tell in certain districts here this is a, a likely place where we can add another you know, we meaning the republicans or the democrats um think they can go after somebody and uh and get another seat that same thing is going on with her seat right now in the opposite direction they the republicans have a candidate that they feel is very strong that they're going to run against her and it's that person is uh, a former tv newscaster here from town and uh, very well known and i think that uh male or female uh female 
And so I believe that uh, they're probably, she, Abby Finkenauer, will uh, have a uh, tough time getting elected the second time, although it's usually easier to hold your seat than try to to gain a seat. Uh, So she is actually your representative. I'm looking looking her up now. Yes. And uh, 31 years old. Um, She'll be 32 at the end of this year. And uh, for the first district, the Iowa's first district represented since 2019. So she was just elected. Just elected, same time with AOC. Yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Um, yeah, like uh, it just shows when you Google, it shows two days ago, it shows her tweet, and she's got a tweet about Joe Biden on his bus and all that. So I don't know if she's supporting Joe Biden or if that's just... Yeah, there's, it seems like there's been more support, uh, at least here that I've seen, from, from unions and things like that. Uh, I know like the firefighters union just came out in support of Joe Biden in the last couple of weeks. And there's been, uh, for the most part, when there's a bigger, um, either a politician or, or a bigger name coming out to support somebody, it's been for Biden so far in the state. I haven't seen anybody um, of any size uh, any group of, of any size that i that have uh, announced f- for bernie but uh, i think bernie's army is probably going to be huge uh, on come monday i think that they're going to they're going to be a force to be reckoned with for sure um so we shall see i think it's going to be exciting but uh just it fun like i said fun to watch i'm just looking at it from the from the fun angle so it uh i'm bring my little little toddy with me and uh see how it goes <laughs> It'll be okay. I was listening to uh, Joe Biden, yeah. NPR. Uh, you gonna make it a hot toddy? Is it cold there? You gonna uh, it, it's been actually today it was like almost sixty. It was in the fifties. Oh wow! Yeah, it was in oh. the fifties. So um, I, I was listening to Joe Biden, and it, it kind of hit me. He was talking. He was in Iowa. I don't know uh, what city, and he didn't take questions. And he was talking. I don't know if he was talking about the political discourse and like. It, indirectly referring to trump but he said something about his um his surviving son it was odd to me that he said it that way you know i mean or maybe it's just ingrained Mm -hmm. in him to talk that way because of that he lost uh, a son right you know i i don't know i i I mean it didn't seem like calculated or anything i guess he just has a way of talking and i guess he goes off the cuff a lot yeah so it just just sort of struck me and uh I don't know. It's um, been a little nutty. Quite a little nutty. <laughs> uh, and I, I totally forgot to mention the DIY project that I'm in the middle of. That's to- that's why I was a little slow to jump on today. Is I'm uh, I- I've got no business doing a DIY project, but I'm putting up um, these uh, clothing rods. Mm-hmm. Uh, two of them inside the boiler room closet on the second floor. So the hot water heater. Yes. Is up here. And so I had these uh, extension rods that you kind of put this tension on it. Sure, yeah. But it went right through the sheetrock, right? (laughs) And they would fall. And this has been for a while, and I haven't even thought about it. So, so, uh, And then outside in sort of the living area, the the bedroom up here, there's this slanted wall. It's about 42 inches. So I bought five quarter-inch pine. And I had to cut to 42 for over here. And then I'm getting a half-inch diameter, or I already got it, um, plumbing pipe, galvanized steel. And I've got, like, the the floor flange, the 90-degree elbow, so I can put the – and then uh, a 36-inch, 3-foot, you know, pipe. 
Sure. So, so I'm in the middle of that. I, I, I was staining the, uh, the pine uh, to a smoke gray. I started outside, but then it started raining as it was drying. I, and I, was, I, I, had to, I went to my friends because I realized, oh, my God, I, I, for the end, I didn't cut the wood enough. I, I needed two more pieces. So I had a piece that I can cut in half, but I don't have a circular saw. I don't even, I'm in a pool house. You know? So I went to my friend Ray's house and he cut it, and then I'm like, oh, rather than use the hardware for these rods, you know the, you know the little hardware, it's sort of a, a, a circular thing, and you can drop the rod in it, you know, and it, right, you know, yeah. so it doesn't fall down. Yeah. Um, is uh, I, I said, oh, Ray, do you have any circular drill bits? Have you used a circular drill bit? I have, have yeah. Okay, I, I never have, and I realize I don't want to cut it all the way through the hole because then I'm going back on the sheetrock, and it defeats the whole purpose of putting up that, you know, five quarter pine up against the side wall you know i want to go tight in there so so i'm in the process of that i'm staining the the longer ones that are going to be out here in the bedroom a smoke gray i brought them inside to do the second coat of of, of uh you know stain and that was a bad idea because you're really supposed to do that in a ventilated area it doesn't seem bad when you first start but then when it's <laughs> sitting in the in the place where i'm going to watch the super bowl for a couple of hours um it was a bad idea so i, I took those out and they're under the porch right now and uh you know i may not be drinking tonight but i may be a little high and that ladies and gentlemen is our show Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com. Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.